With battle lines drawn between the 1% and normal people, a war of attrition is now taking shape with one side anticipating a mass die-off this winter and the other expecting total submission. But a lone voice is suggesting that both may be wrong about what's coming. The latest news, history, and analysis from the perspective of the first Christians. Tune into the FBN Worldwide 24-7 radio stream. Now your host, Darren Kalama. It's now been a little over a year since the Marcionite Christian Church went public and became the first church in America to specifically ban RNA COVID vaccines and ban them for a period of seven years. So I thought now would be a good time to touch base and get their thoughts on what's transpired over the last 13 months and where they see things going. I sat down with Bishop Andrew Theophilus and we talked about a range of subjects beginning with the big picture view of where all of this is going. Theophilus says the situation is very similar to what the first Christians experienced after Jesus and the apostles were murdered 2,000 years ago when they were forced to live under a tyrannical set of Torah laws and regulations. It's a period most aren't familiar with and usually quickly glossed over by most priests and pastors. In fact, most people think of just the Ten Commandments and they move on from there. But reality was very different for the first Christians. They were subject to not just ten, but in fact 613 commandments, 613 Torah laws that covered everything from circumcision to worshiping lunar cycles to what segments of a bug were okay to eat. And just like we see now, there was great division in the church. There was a, a schism, a divide so deep it caused a war among the remaining apostles. Peter and Paul almost literally came to blows. Paul rightly wanted to reject the alien ways of the Jew, but Peter embraced them. Today we have not one, but two popes, and bishops are in open defiance of thousands of years of church doctrine and teaching. In fact, one of the popes not only is accepting the COVID shots derived from testing and development using aborted babies, but he's even ordering everyone at the Vatican to submit to the shot, to the mark, ordering the faithful to submit to the beast shot. And now many priests are in open rebellion, some even heroically signing religious exemption letters for their parishioners. So you see the division now and 2,000 years ago is very similar. And just as now, back then they also had Judaizers fanning the flames of subversion. They were called the Ebionites, the equivalent of today's Judeo-Christians, those Evangelicals you see prancing around on stage with Hebrew prayer shawls in front of TV cameras. Hardcore subversives set with the goal of destroying Christianity with false gospels while all the while protecting and defending Judaism. And of course gathering their 30 pieces of silver for their hard work. And 2,000 years ago that schism, that division and fight finally came to a head after festering for over a decade. The year was 48 AD, and it was at the Council of Jerusalem where Peter, Paul, and 
All of the remaining apostles agreed to toss the 613 alien Torah laws into the theological dumpster. They had chosen, rightfully chosen, the gospel over the laws. Fast forward to today and Christians face tyranny in a blizzard of new laws and edicts and orders. The COVID laws, bioweapon injections involved with aborted babies and animal parts, a Frankenstein cocktail of Satan in a syringe, face diapers that contravene New Testament teachings and warnings about face coverings and veils, antisocial distancing that prevents and discourages brotherhood and community, laws against communion, worshiping and singing, church closures. You see, this is a war against Christians. And behind that mask are the same Jesus killers from 2,000 years ago. The same enemy, different millennia. You think these laws are just some giant coincidence that happens to contravene every fiber of Christian teaching and doctrine? That somehow things just somehow all fell into place that way haphazardly and without direction and design? How gullible are you? Does your mother still dress you in the morning? The Apostle Paul warned us that these are the enemy of all humanity, and you're going to allow them to inject into your body an unknown substance designed to change your genetic structure? You're going to willfully ignore 1 Corinthians 6.19, which says, Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own? Now, what we already know of the beast shot is bad enough, but it's what we don't know that's really scary. The Jesus killers have been testing and tweaking these RNA bioweapons for the last 20 years. There's nothing experimental about them, and they know what they'll do now and what they can do in the future. What receptor can be triggered and when and by what? Your natural immune system altered and hijacked, replaced by a lifetime of slave booster shots just to stay alive. It may take as many years to unravel and discover what's in the bioweapon as it did for our enemies to create it. Will you be a willing participant in this latest goy humiliation ritual and Christian genocide? Will you roll up your sleeve and present your bare arm? Pull down your pants for a physical and spiritual circumcision? It is a sin which will result in both your physical and spiritual death. There's no reset button. And what of the mutant strains of the bioweapon you shed and infect others with? In 250 AD, just 200 years after the Council of Jerusalem, there came the Decian Decree and the earliest known form of a vaccine passport. And it was just as is insidious and devious as the one we have today. It required that every citizen acquire a libellus, a certificate proving they had sacrificed to the Roman gods. And this passport had to be signed by official witnesses. Jews, however, were exempt. They were not required to get the libellus as they were already making special sacrifices and prayers to their god on behalf of the emperor. There was a great deal of black market trafficking and fake certificates, and people turned each other in. Again, parallels with today. And by the way, that first um, form of vaccine passport, that lasted for about 18 months. 
From the mark of the beast, we move on to the system of the beast, the vaccine passports and the COVID laws. Now, it's a satanic system designed by the enemies of humanity, and it is, of course, antithetical to the teachings of Christ. You are to shun it and shun those who accept it. Your conviction to not get the mark is deep and touches on the very cornerstone of your belief in God, as it should. You see, you're defending God's perfect creation on a genetic level. But the desire of the Jesus killers to inject you and mutate your DNA is just as deep. Mixing in aborted babies is just the icing on the cake for them, and it completes your submission to Satan and your rejection of Christ. Simply put, we're in a war, and it's a war of the 1% against you. And their motto is, by way of deception thou shalt do war. And so they put on their camouflage, a white lab coat and a stethoscope, and said, we're doctors, we're scientists. And everybody let their guard down. And then the Jesus killers use that opening to stab you in the back. Remember, by way of deception. Now, the Department of Homeland Security just put out an alert, a special bulletin, that equates people who question the COVID scam and bioweapon injections with terrorists and terrorism. In the eyes of this government, you're no different from ISIS or the Taliban. Let that sink in. You cannot negotiate with these people. You will not make a deal with them. You're not going to vote your freedoms back. They don't understand the word no. They don't care about your protests. They don't care about what you think. They don't care about your little internet memes or what the facts are. The Jesus killers have a system they demand you submit to without argument or debate. They only understand force. It's not complicated. It can't be bargained with. It can't be reasoned with. It doesn't feel pity or remorse or fear. And it absolutely will not stop ever until you are dead. Whatever remains of the population after the culling will be locked into the new beast system of biometric IDs and a lifetime of immune system replacement injections. For the Jesus killers, this is the final solution to their Gentile problem. And this isn't a dry run. This isn't a precursor to the real thing. This is it, and you're in it, and it's worldwide, and it's long term. They're literally building camps to deal with you. If you doubt me, see what they did to 30 million Christian Russians when they hid behind the mask of Bolshevism. Now, in some countries, the squeeze of the boa constrictor will be harder than others and happen faster, but the end goal is always the same for all countries. Satan and his serpents are squeezing, and your options are getting pretty limited. Bishop Theophilus is urging all Christians to immediately disconnect from that system. Now, this will be challenging, but there's no other way if you're going to remain a Christian. You will have to have faith in God that you will have the strength to survive what's coming. There's not going to be some secret rapture that spares you from having to endure what's coming. You need to forget about false gospels, Schofield Bibles, Judeo-Christian word games, and serpents wearing Hebrew prayer shawls prancing in front of the TV cameras. 
These are liars that preach death, and their father is the supreme liar, Satan. If you refuse the mark, the system will just disconnect you anyway, so you might as well take first mover advantage and get it done. And when I say disconnect, I mean everything. Healthcare, money, benefits, grocery stores, travel, emergency services, everything. Anything and everything connected to the government and private companies will require the mark. You need to get used to acquiring those things in a different way, and you need to start now. I asked Bishop Theophilus what his recommendations are, what guidance the church is giving. And Bishop Theophilus is urging all Christians to immediately leave the cities and remove their children from public schools as they disconnect from that system. Bishop Theophilus has determined a grave necessity now exists for a general absolution of sin. In your mission to keep you, your family, and other Christians safe from the mark, the injection, this absolution now applies. You are under no obligation to be truthful with authorities or anyone else who questions you about the mark or matters related to it. Any actions you take of a defensive measure that hinders the progress of the satanic mark is hereby absolved. Bishop Theophilus has also determined that the underlying criterion for just war have not only been met, they've been exceeded. In short, that means inaction, the failure to prevent the satanic mark agenda from being achieved, is in and of itself a sin. Inaction in this matter is a sin. As a Christian, you are obligated to take whatever action is necessary to stop these COVID RNA injections. Under recognized Christian canon, the church has determined we're in imminent danger of death and insufficient time for a priest or presbyter to absolve sin under ordinary means is at play. Any baptized Christian who registers with the church will receive this absolution. For now, seek out other unmarked, uninjected Christians and strengthen and protect each other as you build a parallel society with sufficient means for health care, food, and trade. Of interest is what transpired recently in Afghanistan. Although not a perfect example by any means, the numbers are interesting to reflect on. Afghanistan is a country slightly smaller than Texas. 80,000 rebels not only held their own, but won against a military budget of $3 trillion and the most sophisticated weapons on the planet. And they did it for 20 years. In America, there are about 100 million Americans who have refused the beast mark, the injection. Now, that's a lot more than 80,000, and many of that 100 million are armed. In light of the demographics, resistance and victory are very, very achievable. If you leave the cities and form your own communities, it will be very difficult for the Jesus killers to justify coming to hunt you down. And even if they do, there really aren't enough of them to do it effectively. If normal people are separated from those injected with the bioweapons, how can they claim you're a threat? You see, it destroys their false narrative. They can only maintain control if you stay in the system and play by their rules. Again, they win only through your voluntary submission. As Christians, we are now obligated to reject them. Reject their deity, Satan, and the mark of that deity. 
and we must defend ourselves. Remember, no job is worth your physical and spiritual death. Pray to God with an open mind and open heart. Ask for his Holy Spirit to guide you, and you will know what the next step is. If you have already submitted to the mark, you must repent. Nothing more can be done for you in this world. The church has created a special Tor-based forum, which will remain operational even during some forms of internet outage, like with DNS shutdowns. I'm going to have a link in that forum where you can engage with others as we go forth in these difficult times. And to use that forum, you are going to need that, uh, that special uh, Tor browser, and it's spelled T-O-R. I'll have a link in the show notes where you can download that for free. I'm Darren Kalama, and we'll see you next time on FBN First News. You won't find the Old Testament in the first Christian Bible of 144 A.D. That's because our Christian God was revealed to us only through Jesus Christ. Reconnect with the bedrock of faith for millions of the first Christians. The Gospel of the Lord, delivered by Jesus to the Apostle Paul. Reconnect at theveryfirstbible.org.